Hi everyone, welcome to the Highbury Hangout podcast. In today's episode, we'll be looking at the recent Reading WSL game where we took all three points. There were just two changes to the side that beat Liverpool in the midweek fixture, with Lotte Vubamoy earning her 50th WSL cap, Noel Maritz interestingly going in at left back, and then Lena Hertig and Sabrina D'Angelo were also back available but on the bench as they returned from injuries. We obviously go into the game as very firm favourites, but even with that, it was a really early positive start with a Kim Little penalty after Katie McCabe was taken down in the box. We continued to have lots of chances and piled on the pressure, with especially Ford coming in really close. It was actually a Caitlin Ford assist to Freedom Warnham, who netted the second goal. Next up, although it doesn't count as an assist, Leah Williamson got a delightful ball to Freedom Warner, but it ultimately ended up being counted as an own goal by Reading's Emma McCandy, who of course you may remember as Emma Mitchell or Mitchie Mitch, and I guess she's still a gunner at heart, who obviously played for quite a few years at Arsenal before moving to Reading. Freedom Warnham was a false nine in this game and that was a really interesting tactic that caused a lot of carnage for Reading. Leah Williamson then went on to cap off an incredible display in midfield with a goal. Idavel then took the opportunity to rotate a lot of players which was great to see especially considering even though we have a break coming up we obviously have Champions League football so he brought on Pullover, Cool, Hertig and Geo. Now, just looking um, at the stats for the two players that I think had real standout games were Noel Maritz and Leah Williamson. So, Noel Maritz had 90.4% pass completion rate, which was actually the highest of any outfield player on the pitch. And she also had the most progressive passes. After the game, Jonas said that he thought she was brilliant. Leah Williamson had an 83% passing accuracy, 100% shot accuracy. 77 touches and 12 recoveries, which obviously mental. And then, of course, player of the match. Tactically, I thought the game was really quite similar to well, how we kind of played against Villa in December. Caitlin Ford and Casey McKay played on their natural sides and stayed very high up because Reading defend in a relatively narrow formation. And then Arsenal were then obviously able to expose those spaces really effectively. Outside of the game, I thought the attendance was really great. So there was 3,964 people watching the game and then obviously it was also on Sky. And vitally, it was a very, very cold night and it was really affected by train strikes. And that's obviously really still close to the capacity of Meadow Park. So super great to see. Finally, the other two things I think are important to stress is firstly that Gio did cry after the game. Obviously not nice to see, but I think it would be wrong to kind of speculate what that was about. The main thing that I took away from it, leaving you know her private life to herself as we should, was how much the team got around her, which obviously we expect from these, these group of players. They're very, very close. But really good to see not just Katrine, who we know is very co- close with her, but also like Jen Beattie kind of put in that like experienced arm around her. Um, I think, you know, they're all in good hands. And then on the topic of cool, I think we're really starting to see that trademark, sharp, tight feet, the killer passes. There's obviously still mistakes coming through, but she is so young 
and they're the kind of things that come with practice and I think obviously as she plays more international games more for Arsenal we'll see this improve I think we're really lucky to have her at this stage of her career and finally in relation to the Reading game I think it was important to say that Stina Blackstenius had been unwell in the week prior which is why she started on the bench um, and didn't come on till fairly late in the game so not a tactical decision or anything in reflection to Stina's form which obviously we know is hugely improved as of late um, but apparently she is all okay and that is part of the reason that we saw Freedom Warnham up front and then obviously Maritz on the position of left back. Now as we all know it's been a pretty busy week for Arsenal news wise outside of our match fixtures so first things first, Jonas um, announced who would, he would be adding to our Champions League squad who will go on to play in the knockout stages. He opted to choose Cool, D'Angelo and Plover, which obviously leaves out Gio. I think, to be honest, this surprised me a little bit and I'm not entirely sure if Gio saw this coming either because in her matchday programme, I believe, she spoke about how excited she was to play Champions League football. If that is the case, obviously that's not great for optics and also potential player management issues. But um, obviously we don't know that the world of kind of like women's football, whether that's injuries or player situations, remains quite secretive. I think there's a lot of ways to break it down. So if she'd have stayed at Everton, which was the plan originally, then she wouldn't have been playing Champions League football anyway. But then, obviously, she's been recalled. Has she been playing that many more minutes than she would have done at Everton at this point? Seeing as we now know that she is obviously completely recovered from the hip injury that was allegedly the thing that was stopping her minutes at Everton. I wasn't surprised to see Pullover. She's obviously a little bit older than Gio and Cool and has a lot more experience, especially, literally, she played against Arsenal in a Champions League game, um, and that's going to be vital. I personally wasn't anticipating D'Angelo, but um, not because I don't rate her. I think she's a really, really good goalkeeper. I'm excited to see kind of her play more games now that she's back from injury, but just simply because we already have two goalkeepers on the roster for the Champions League games. Um, I think overall it will still be fine. I think the main player that we wanted in there was probably pull over and it's not unexpected to see cool in there she obviously consistently gets picked now for Denmark whereas Gio is still obviously she's already won trophies with Brazil but she is she hasn't been named in the most recent Brazil games but ultimately I would say I feel like it's a mistake I think she's a really really good footballer and we see how good she is when she gets those consistent minutes like how we did when she was playing in Spain for example And then something else that was really unexpected is, of course, Arsenal have signed Jodie Taylor again. So she previously played for us in 2016 to 2017. And the reason that she can sign for us at this point is because she's a free agent. So she was at San Diego Wave in America. However, that contract ran out. When she was with us last time, she got 10 goals in 17 appearances, although obviously now she's a little bit older, I don't think we can be expecting the same output, we've not really seen the same goals from her since, however, I don't think this is a bad move, I've seen a few people kind of critique it quite heavily, 
um, which I think is very valid because I think a lot of people are saying but we were trying to sign you know like Dabina or Alessia Russo and I, I definitely agree but I think you have to understand this is a different type of signing so she's only going to be playing WSL games not Champions League um, and then she's there in my opinion more for cover and more player rotation to kind of protect the squad a bit more and overall I just think even if she scores one goal that wins us one game then this signing will be worth it ultimately that she's there for more than just goal reasons she's not the prolific goal striker that Jonas said he wanted of course but she's not meant to be and I think people need to remember this Importantly, she's also very good friends with a lot of the players, so I believe she was actually there w- sitting with Beth Mead when Viv did her ACL, and she's seen around with them quite a lot. She's played in Australia with like Steph Catley, and her and Leah Williamson are quite friendly as well, and I think those aspects of signings can be really important. She's obviously going to fit very in very well, and I think after losing kind of the confidence of losing maybe Viv and Beth as well as like Beth and Jordan's kind of big personality I think the dressing room can be affected by things like that so having someone that a lot of the players already know fairly well can be a big help and the news doesn't stop there we now know that Manuela Zinsberger will be with Arsenal for another year she's had her year extension triggered in her contract now I personally think that what we get from Manuela Zinsberger is that she loves, that she really enjoys being at the club, she likes, uh, you know, the fan interactions, she likes playing for us, and I think she likes how we play, but I think the reason she wanted to move was a more personal reason, obviously we know that she's um, soon to be married, and her girlfriend isn't in the country, I think she's in Germany, so it will be interesting to see if the reason we've done this is to simply get a fee when we sell her. She's obviously an incredible goalkeeper. I think we do need a fee for her. It would be a shame to see her go for free. Or it could literally be a year to see if a contract, a new contract will be wanted, um, which you never know. Things change really quickly. Personally, I'm a huge fan. I think she's had some really good games um, and her form has increased lately as well. And finally, in really happy news, the Arsenal women's under-16 side had an incredible league title win as they had an invincible season. So this weekend, they capped it all off with a 4-1 win over Brighton. Overall, the Young Guns won 11 matches and drew three, and that means that they've risen to the top of the FA Girls England Talent Pathway League, and they also only conceded four goals the whole time. So congratulations to all of them. I know we're all super excited to one day see you make it into the women's team. Congratulations, everyone involved. So a big week of news and obviously an impressive win as well. We now look towards our Champions League game against Bayern Munich. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Bye.